Welcome to Restaurant Influencers presented by Entrepreneur. My name is Sean Walchef, founder of Cali Barbecue and Cali Barbecue Media. I want to give a special shout out to Toast, our title sponsor for this show, for believing in smartphone storytelling. I'm so fired up for today's interview. Um, for those of you that don't know, we spend a lot of time in this community, this podcasting community, on a, on an app called Clubhouse. And Clubhouse is an incredible app because it's what we call deep social. It allows you to meet creators, business owners, and so much of what we do on the show is not just talk about restaurants, not just talking about influence, but we talk about what's happening in the creator economy. And in life, in the restaurant business, and in the creator economy, we learn through lessons and stories. And today we have Chef Ryan Peters of Peter's Pasta. You can follow him at Peter's Pasta on TikTok. 2.9 million followers, 99.5 million likes. So hopefully when this entrepreneur uh, episode drops, he's going to be breaking 3 million and he's going to be breaking that 100 million mark. You can also find him at Ryan Peters PGH on Instagram. You can find him on YouTube, on Facebook, on all the platforms. Ryan, what up, man? Welcome to the show. What's up, Sean? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, to talk with you today. So we met on an app called Clubhouse, which which I mentioned, and um, I want to go back to Clubhouse um, and tell me a little bit about. Actually, before we do that, I, I've our favorite random question, which is where in the world is your favorite stadium, stage, or venue? Stadium, stage, or venue? Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a tough question for me to answer. Um, I'd probably say I'm partial to uh, where the Pirates play here in Pittsburgh, PNC Park. PNC in my Park. Opinion, it's, yeah, it's like the most gorgeous place to watch a ball game. Like the city like opens up in the outfield. It's just, it's beautiful. Beautiful. So PNC Park, we're going to convince Entrepreneur, we're going to convince Toast, uh, Davo Sales Tax, uh, Atmosphere, they're all sponsors of the show, but we're going to bring people together. And what we're trying to do is transform hospitality. You know, we're going to try to think bigger. And the people that are going to come to this event are not just restaurant owners, not just food entrepreneurs, but creators. We want people to understand that the creator economy is here. If you're a business owner, you have the opportunity to build a platform using a smartphone. Uh, we're going to fill the stadium with people that are playing the game within the game. So people that are really trying to level up and I'm going to put you right on the pitcher's mound. And I'm going to say, Ryan, two minutes. I need your two minute drill. Who are you and what do you do? Who am I? What am I do? Yeah. So I am a, uh, a chef turned full-time content creator. Uh, you know, I started out as a young kid, always wanted to be a chef. It's kind of all I've ever wanted to do was be around food. Uh, so I followed that path for a while, kind of went the traditional route of, you know, going to culinary school and then just getting right into the industry and spent some time working in the private club world and then restaurants and hotels and fine dining and thought for a while my life was going to, you know, steer towards that like Michelin, like best chef in the world. That's what I was chasing. I wanted to be, you know, in that world. Uh, so I chased that for a while, fell in love with it. And then eventually uh, my life shifted towards pasta uh, and I found this <laughs> love for pasta and kind of got obsessed with it and shifted my career towards working in, in restaurants like that. And then ultimately it all kind of funneled into where I'm at now, which is just kind of being able to put myself out there on the internet and through social media and do what I love and share it now with millions versus just, you know, maybe a couple hundred people every night in a restaurant. Now I'm you know, sharing what I love with millions every night around the world. Uh, so 
you know, it's kind of transformed into me building my own brand and making a name for myself uh, through social media and being able to be a content creator full time and kind of just travel the country and, and make pasta and, and share it with the world. When did you become a content creator full time? Uh, I became a content creator full time. I left the restaurant I was at in, I think it was April of last year. So okay. only about a year and a half full time, which is crazy to think about. Um, I was doing it kind of like uh, full time, but part time. because I was still in the restaurant uh, for about two years, uh, just kind of juggling both and kind of like working like crazy, working like a 12 hour shift and then coming home, making content, posting it, you know, doing all the stuff. But uh, eventually got to a point where it just it didn't make sense to be doing that uh, simultaneously. So uh, about a year and a half. About a year and a half. So uh, for those of you that are listening, I'm really excited about today's episode because we get to dive into TikTok, the platform, the opportunities that it provides. It's why we tell every restaurant owner, tell everyone that's in sales, even the people that are in marketing, everyone wants someone else to do it. But what you've done is you've built this platform, you've built this following. Now it's your full-time job. Bring me back to TikTok. Bring me back to, to the first post. And I know um, I actually went back through, you've got a lot of videos, but I went back through, found the first post and it's done really well, but I know that's because of your following now. So a lot of people have seen that video. Tell me about the first video. Why'd you get on TikTok? Yeah. So I got on TikTok uh, just kind of randomly. So I'd always enjoyed social media and content creation. I was never great at it, or at least had a, you know, the response that I was looking for, but I enjoyed doing it and putting myself out there mainly through Instagram. Uh, and then in 2019, July of 2019, my younger brother and his girlfriend were visiting my wife and I, and he's younger than me. He was in college. And all they were talking about was TikTok, TikTok. And I'm like, what is this app, man? Like, I, <laughs> this is dumb. He showed it to me. It's just, you know, stupid, silly videos. Uh, but I ended up downloading it and I decided to post a video of me just, I think it was rolling Cavatelli on like a little gnocchi board. Um, and that video got like half a million views in a day. And I was just like, holy shit, this is insane. I had never, yeah. like, I would, I was getting, you know, like maybe 50 views in a day on Instagram, you know, which was great. I was just that. Sure, 50 is a lot of people. Like, yeah. So to see this though, it was like, man, this is insane. Um, but I also thought like, okay, maybe there was like a glitch. Like this did not just happen. Like I just like, I was at the casino maybe and I pulled the wrong thing and something like the, the bells and whistles were going off. I didn't believe that it was actually real. So. I didn't actually like jump into it full steam ahead right away. I like kind of stayed away from it because I was like, I just got lucky. Uh, but then, you know, as the weeks went by, I started posting a little bit more and I saw that there were like, you know, real um, opportunities for my content on, on the platform. And it, it was it was relatively easy to do at the time. You know, it was just like I was doing it with my phone at work or whatever at home. Like I wasn't setting anything up. I could film it in a couple seconds and and just put it out there. So. I kind of fell in love with the app of just the ease of connection that I was able to have with the audience. Um, there was, you know, zero barrier to entry. So uh, July of 2019 was when I jumped on and uh, took me a couple of weeks, but then it kind of just uh, became the, the go-to for me. And then, so as you're making these videos, talk to me about, because it's short form video and, you know, we, we call it smartphone storytelling because it goes, covers all platforms. And, you know, one of the biggest troubles that I have when I'm talking to business owners or restaurant owners in particular is we see a logo 
or a name like TikTok or like Twitter or like Instagram. We all have feelings. We have subjective feelings towards the platform. And really what the internet wants is authenticity. It wants storytelling and it wants it in a short form, bite-sized content. TikTok has literally changed the game for social media and it's allowed people to do what you're doing. You know, you had a career in food as a chef wanting to be a Michelin star chef. And now you're a full-time content creator that's only at the beginning of, you know, this global audience that you're building. Talk to me about the evolution of the videos of when you first started. First, let for those that are that are listening, obviously, we're going to put a link into the show notes. You guys got to go follow Peter's Pasta. It's absolutely, you know, one of my favorite TikTok accounts. Um, but nonetheless, tell me about the actual videos themselves, the evolution of how, how did you change? Because you you have a very specific niche, but you yeah. you, 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 you uh, do some really cool stuff with it. Yeah, in the beginning, it was all very simple. Um, I got really, I don't know if it's luck or what part of it, a lot of it's luck, but, um, <laughs> you know, I would just post videos of the beginning stages of making pasta, of just me pouring the egg yolks into the flour or mixing the eggs and people fell in love with it. Like, I mean, I was racking up views by the millions very, very fast. So it was a lot of that in the beginning, a lot of just, you know, taking pasta out of the pasta extruder and cutting it and, you know, just these like, almost satisfying type videos um, was a big part of my brand early on. And that, and I'm thankful for that stage of my brand because like that built me up very, very fast and, um, you know, did a lot for my following. Uh, but since then I've kind of evolved it into more, you know, obviously now all the, the travel things of making pasta and all these kinds of crazy places with different teams and athletes and celebrities and all these things. Uh, it's kind of been an evolution and I still see it. I still see, you know, even though I'm coming up on 3 million followers, I look at my account as like still the very infant stages. There's still yep. so, so much that I can do with my account because I've kind of taken it slowly with the, the evolution of it, um, which, you know, short term maybe was a downfall because maybe I wasn't capitalizing in the beginning, but I think long term, it now gives me the opportunity to kind of keep growing at this pace. You know, I'm the type of person like, I wasn't chasing that like super big spike. I was just looking for that nice steady grind and I found it uh, and I found a formula that works for me. Now, when you're, when you're looking at your videos, how do you judge yourself? Are you, are Meaning you an analytics? What? Are you an analytics person? Are you, are you looking at comments? Are you looking at engagement? How do how do you, uh, how do you know what's working? Yeah, it's, I really try not to anymore. I used to be like really obsessed with the analytics and everything. And I would drive myself almost insane, you know, trying to judge why, you know, I could have videos that were very similar, but why did this one perform 10 X than what this one did? Um, but I found now just kind of, as I've grown as a creator that, you know, if, if you focus solely on these numbers and, and all these types of things, it can kind of steer you away from what, the content is that you're actually trying to produce and it can kind of put you in this direction of making it almost worse like doing the opposite of what you're trying to do because you're focusing on things that are totally out of your control a lot of times because you know it's all these algorithms and things that we have no idea yeah. how they work you know so i think at the end of the day like if if you're putting out good content i'm a firm believer that you know the views are going to come regardless so I kind of shifted away from obsessing over these analytics and numbers and just trying to, uh, on a more personal level, elevate my content to just be better than yesterday. 
So one of the things that we hope to do with this show, and we're so grateful that, you know, Entrepreneur has given us this platform to reach millions of people all over the world is to inspire the people that work in the hospitality business to know that there are other ways to make money. There are other ways to supplement your income. Can you talk to take me back to when you were a chef and you were also doing videos? How did, how did you manage that? And what would you, what advice would you say to anybody that's, that's listening to this, that's thinking about, Hey, you know, I've, I do something really cool. Maybe I should start filming this and, and uh, where, where do I go next? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say this first. It's not easy like to work. I <laughs> mean, everyone <laughs> knows that works in the industry, like the food industry, the restaurant industry is extremely tough, no matter what level you're in, whether it's fast food, fast, casual, fine dining, whatever, like it's a tough, tough lifestyle. Um, but with that said, like, I mean, if you can balance or at least get some sort of balance, maybe it's not one post a day, maybe it's one post a week, anything is better than nothing. Right. Um, but I think, you know, I've had this conversation with a lot of peers in the industry where it's just kind of me trying to almost sell them on the creator lifestyle, maybe <laughs> not to go full time, but like, yes, there's big opportunities out there that I see so many friends that I, I know, like maybe they they're working at a, at a burger joint, but I know that they love fermentation and making pickles yes. at home. I'm like, yo, just like get on here, make a pickle it. channel. <laughs> yeah. Like let, let's, let's talk about it and let's, you know, you can build a following that you'd be surprised that like yep. people love pickles or whatever it may be that like I got lucky with pasta. Like that was my thing and it, it translated very well. And I was able to kind of do it uh, cohesively with working in restaurants. Again, it was like, I was basically working two full-time jobs, but at some point I saw, you know, both financially and just um, on like a, a level of like where my brain could go that like, okay, maybe this, doesn't make sense to be doing both of these. Maybe I need to make this hard decision of maybe I need to jump out of the only industry I've ever known and make this leap because I, I see the opportunities that are there. I mean, I love it. And I, I love your story because so many creators want to be business owners, you know, and it's, how do you make that leap? And, but now we have the opportunity literally with right. all of these apps, with all of the things that we have available to us, the barrier to entry is gone. There is no barrier yeah. to entry. It's literally yeah, I, just just the time that you want to put into the craft. Exactly. I mean, I I, I tell this story a lot. So in uh, you know early fall of 2020, I, I was doing great on TikTok. I had like maybe two or three hundred thousand followers, ecstatic about. Yeah. But I was still working full time. I had no dreams or any even visions that this could be possible to do full time. I was you know still planning on working in restaurants till I die. And at this time, uh, my wife and I were expecting a child in like the next like two or three months in December of 2020, he was due. Uh, so I was freaking out as any, you know, first time parent is about to do like I, you know, my life's about to change. Um, and it kind of all happened almost at a perfect time. But in October of 2020, I posted a video um, and I posted it at nine o'clock at night. And at 11 o'clock, I went to bed and I checked it and it had 2 million views. Wow. And I remember saying like, holy shit, like this one is, I've never had that, you know, sort of traction that early. So I was like, man, this is, this is wild. Uh, and I woke up to 12 million views on that video. Wow. And that was October of 2020. By the end of October, I went from 300,000 followers to a million. Uh, my son was born in November of 2020. I decided to take a month off from the restaurant I was the chef at. Uh, and during that month, I was still, obviously I was, you know, caring for my son, helping my mm -hmm. wife, but I was still able to make content at home. And it was at that moment that I realized, oh my God, like I can, 
I can be at home with my family, still make a living because I was able to then make money doing this content while I was yep. at home and still love to, you know, to do what I get to do. That was at that moment that I realized like, okay, this is a real business. This isn't just like a little fun little side thing. This is, this is real and I need to make the move. So it took me like four or five months from there to, to leave the restaurant just because I was terrified. You know, there was, sure. there was a safety net, you know? Um, but I mean, it's the best thing I ever did. That's awesome. Can you, can you bring us back to the first brand deals? So the first time that uh, somebody reached out to you, how did it go? What did you learn? And what's the evolution been like? Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of, I don't even know if I know this specific one, but I know that I <laughs> definitely undersold. Um, yep. Like, I mean, like a lot of creators do it. We don't know, like, especially like, I think food creators specifically, because we're not, I mean, I guess it's any genre, but we're just not creators. So we don't know this, this market. We don't know what our value is. Um, so I understand. Well, at the same know. time, brands don't know the value either. Right. They know they need TikTok, it. They know right. they want it, but they don't right. know what the value is. Yeah. Right. So, you know, for me, for brand deals, it's been an evolution because I've never been the type of person to do many. Um, that's just never really been my thing uh, with my brand. Um, so I started out and did a couple that were like maybe for like a couple hundred bucks a piece. Uh, which was great. Again, this was when I was still working in restaurants. So I was like, man, this is great. Like, you know, babe, we're going out to dinner on Saturday night <laughs> if I get off, you know, this is great. But then uh, I've, I've been able to kind of uh, transition it into doing more strategic partnerships where it's like, I'm not a fan of like the one-off, like, hey, post this this video, you know, send us the analytics, here's a check. I'd rather have like, okay, let's sign a six month contract and let's, you know, set up long-term and, and because for me, like if I'm going to do something with a brand, it's got to be like everyone says, something I believe in, something I like, but like, I want it to be something that my audience can get to know. Like sure. they almost like associate that brand with me. You know, that's, that's important for me because I think that as we build these communities, um, these brand partnerships are very, very valuable. Um, I look at them as like a very valuable thing that if I'm going to attach my name to, and if this brand is going to attach their name to me, why not? make this long-term and why not like really build a true relationship? Well, yeah. And it's also, it, it can't be transactional. It's, this isn't something where you talk about one type of pasta or one, you know, something specific in one of your videos. And then all of a sudden that's going to lead to all these sales. What right. actually has, has to happen is it has to be, this is why we work with this thing. And it's going to be integrated into the content in a natural way, not into an advertising, Hey, buy this thing right now, because it's a black Friday, cyber Monday special. Right. I mean, and that's the thing is, I think I've tried to even educate brands on this that want to look for that type of one-off thing. Like there's, listen, there's going to be very little return for you. I don't think yep. you understand how this works. Like we need to make this a true partnership because you're not going to get the return you want. I'm not going to, because the video is going to very underperform for me. So why not we like be more strategic and really build a true partnership and a true campaign for how we can implement this that that way uh, both of our audiences know that this is real. This is genuine. This isn't a little cash grab for me. You know, this is, this is a real thing. So when you're dealing with now, most of the, have you done any outreach yourself? Oh yeah. <laughs> Tell me how many, how many times have you reached out? A lot. So, um, man, I haven't done it as much as I was, but, uh, I'd say yeah, the reverse year. funnels happening now, people yeah, are reaching so, out to you. You have to yeah, filter those. I'm, Right, which I'm so grateful for. But in the beginning, um, especially like when I wanted to do all the different things with, you know, teams and sports and all these different brands, I would literally go to a coffee shop every morning, uh, basically Monday through Friday from nine to 11. 
And I would just look up on LinkedIn, look up on Google, look up on tourism pages and just cold email, cold call, all these places. Um, who, who, specifically, I mean, who specifically in the companies were you, were you anybody, out to? Anybody. <laughs> I, I would look up first, like I would go on LinkedIn. First LinkedIn's amazing. There, like, For those of you that aren't using oh, LinkedIn, it. it's, it's just an unbelievable tool. Yeah, it's crazy. So I would look up like whatever let's let's use walmart for example i would search like walmart social walmart marketing walmart digital if i couldn't find anybody i would connect with anybody i could yeah uh, at whatever the company was and just you know um intro myself tell them what i'm trying to do a lot of times they were like eh, no whatever or it didn't go anywhere i never got a message back but um for every one out of 100 i did there was usually a genuine conversation to be had and usually it turned into something for every one out of 100 is that what you said that's probably a good did yeah. you guys hear that one out of a hundred so you have to be relentless like yeah, if you was, want this yeah. in the beginning if you want this as bad as as bad as we know that you want it as bad as we, we wouldn't be here without toast we wouldn't be here without atmosphere we wouldn't be here without davo so you know you have to be willing to put the time the effort the dedication in to prove that you're worth something Talk to me about the stadiums, the professional teams, the uh, the opportunities. How many stadiums do you have? A, do you have a list? Professional stadiums? I don't. don't. Have a list. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. A lot of NFL point. teams. A lot of. I mean, I, your your yeah, page it's... is full with incredible mascot content of you yeah. uh, teaching a mascot how to how to uh, do pasta, make pasta. Yeah. So that whole series kind of happened by luck. I. Uh, it was last year in the summer of last year. I was you know, the pandemic was kind of opening up, things were happening again. And just like everyone else, I was sick of being at home. So I was like, man, I want to do something because I had missed out because a lot of my blow up on, on social was during the pandemic when we weren't traveling, we weren't, yep. you know, collaborating. So I missed out on like all the really fun stuff that creators get to do during that time. So I was like, man, I want to do something. So uh, I was fortunate. I already had relationships here in Pittsburgh with the, the Steelers and the Penguins. So I reached out to them and I was like, Hey, can I just come make pasta at your stadium? Uh, they were a little like weird. They were like, why? And I was like, just, can I, it'd be fun. Do they, they have TikTok accounts? All, do, profes yeah. all the professional sports teams now that you work with have TikTok accounts. Correct. Yeah. They're Good. all, everybody's all on there now. Good. Um, so I did those two and that was fun. Um, and I got a couple teams that had commented on those ones like, Hey, like, you know, just fun little engagement. Um, but none of them had followed me at that point. I was like, man, I need something. Uh, and then I think one of the really early on ones was the Chicago Bears. They're like, hey, you want to come to, um, they had like a big like preseason, like fan festival or whatever. Uh, and at this time I wasn't getting like, you know, expenses covered. I wasn't getting paid out, nothing. Yeah. And I was like, I, I told my wife, I was like, babe, I was like, I think this is an I opportunity need to do this. Yeah. She's like, well, what do you mean? She's like, are they paying you? I'm like, no, I was like, I'm going <laughs> to drive there tomorrow. So I ended up right. To, I, uh... <laughs> seriously, but it's so important for you to tell the story because people don't get it. Like people expect yeah. that, you know, you have hundreds of thousands, millions of followers, and all of a sudden you're going to get travel paid. You're going to get all these easy right. content deals, long-term deals. No, this is an evolution. Right. I had but to you have to hop on the opportunity. If you believe in what you're doing, you knew that that doing that would lead to all the other things. I mean, you probably didn't know at the scale. I didn't know. But, yeah, <laughs> I so, know. So bring me no back, idea. bring me back to the wife. T talk to me about telling your wife, hey, 
I know you have I mean, a small, her, small son, she, but I've got yeah, to go to I Soldier mean, I, Field. I'm a young family now, and she's like, what do you mean? Like, are they flying you out? I'm like, no. I was like, I'm going to drive out there. She's like, where are you staying? And I was like, I don't know. I Like, I'll figure it out when I get out there. But I know, like, I was like, I just I had this feeling that I had to do this. Um, so I ended up driving out there, got a hotel. And then it actually was kind of funny. Um, I forget how. I'll have to look back through. But uh, I ended up connecting while I was out there with Benny the Bull from the Bulls and the Chicago White Sox. So I was able to bang out three Do you remember how those collabs. happened? I think just through TikTok. Content. I was, I mean, I was- It's all through content, yeah, right? Yeah. All through content. I was like a savage on like trying to be early to like brands that I want or teams that I wanted to work with to their post to comment, to try and comment yep. early and get their attention. I would do whatever I could. And so I got both of their attentions. And uh, so I was able to do the Bears, the White Sox and the Bulls um, just on a whim of a, a quick road trip out there. Uh, and then- and actually, I remember too, now that I think about it, I was driving back from Chicago to Pittsburgh and uh, I, de- I commented on the Detroit Lions uh, TikTok while I was driving like at a rest stop. Um, and we ended up uh, setting up me to come to their game in like eight hours. So I drove no right to Detroit, stopped there, uh, made pasta, didn't even stay for the full game, stayed for like three innings and then drove back to Pittsburgh. So um, kind of bet on myself, figured that, hopefully like the bears video would be enough and then ended up getting like four really incredible things just by putting myself out there and, and betting on myself. And that's kind of when it really kind of spiraled out of control. And now all these teams were coming to me um, and wanted to be implemented into my content. And uh, at this point now it's, yeah, it's kind of taken a, a, a spiral out of control. So I'm going to ask you a very simple question, but why, sure. why are the teams reaching out to you? That's yeah, it's a great question. That's I get asked that a lot. Um, I get asked all the time, why do these teams want to do something with you? You make pasta. And it's very simple. Um, from the conversations I've had with all these teams and all these leagues, the NFL, the MLB, all these things, they're trying to grab this younger audience that they can't grab. These kids, this younger demographic does not want to watch live sports, but it can be as simple as if they're scrolling on TikTok and they see Peter's pasta, who they love, making pasta with the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, hey mom, can I get a Chiefs jersey? Uh, it was actually funny when I did the the Kansas City Chiefs last December, uh, we were setting up on the side of the field before the game. Um, and I was cracking my eggs, separating the eggs. The cheerleaders were there, the mascot was there and there was a stadium tour going on. And these kids screamed out, Peter's pasta, Peter's pasta. And no I was way. like, man, this is, this is <laughs> really, really cool. Like, so it's been fun to kind of see that, but yeah, it's been, uh, interesting to watch um just being able to blend my audience with these teams and kind of just mesh them together and it it really works really seamlessly i mean it's just it's an incredible world that we're living in you know here recording this in 2022 knowing that every business every brand on earth we all need content we all need storytelling we all need something for the attention i mean we're all you know spending hours a day on the smartphone and you know if you make quality content and you collaborate in the right way in an authentic way then you can have these incredible opportunities can you talk about the the actual collaboration itself you know the the nitty gritty when you get down to collaborating with a team are you posting you're agreeing to post a video on your channel and provide them a native video for their channel how does that work uh it's different for every single one each one is like very very like it's almost case by case 
Um, I always offer to like, what's the most successful. If you're lit, if some, if a brand is listening right now, an entrepreneur, you put this on your website. If a brand wants to reach out to you, what's the most successful steps that they can not just working with you, but any other, any other food content creator that's successful. What's the best uh, way for me, them to approach what, you? Exactly. What's the best way for them to approach working with you? Uh, I mean, I think that it's, it's important to understand the platform that first that you want to work with whatever the creator is. I think like I'm a firm believer that TikTok is very different from in the Instagram. You know, I think that you can have more fun. You can have be a little edgier on TikTok. Um, so I think it's important one to make sure that your brand aligns with whatever the creator is. Um, you know, I think that, you know, some brands or teams or, or companies, whatever, you know, kind of fall into certain categories with different creators. Um, but I think that just kind of being open, kind of letting the creator do the creating, right? Like, I think that's very important. You know, I've had com some conversations with brands that, you know, they want to, you know, lead the way creatively. And it's like, listen, you're the one that reached out to me and you want to do this collaboration because you see yeah. what I'm doing and you, you obviously see the value in that. So like, let me do that. Let me like, just give me some trust. Um, and you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. Like I'll be honest, like sometimes like these videos just like fall flat, but like, it's okay. Like we, we can move on, we can try again, whatever. But I think just being open to that and letting these creators, um, do what they do best. Um, and just being able to implement yourself being the brand into that content um, and, and understanding the value proposition there. I think it's huge. So I want to go back to clubhouse, which we talked about in the beginning. Uh, I know you as that's how you and I met was on clubhouse, but, um, as a creator, that's trying to surround yourself with other people that are playing the game within the game. How do you continue to inspire yourself? How do you continue to ask questions of other people that are successful? Who do you surround yourself with? Who do you look up to? Yeah, it's a lot of people for me. Like I've, I've always been this like type of person where it's like, with, like with clubhouse for a great example, like I spent so much time on there in the early days of it, because I saw the value there. I saw that there were so many very, very smart people, people a lot smarter than me, um, that I could gain a lot of value from and hopefully that I could give value to. Um, so I think it's being able to recognize that, um, for me, I think it's just being present on all these apps. Like, I think that you know, you're not going to be able to connect with these people if you're not there yourself. Um, so I think that we can all gain so much from just, you know, engaging with each other. So I think for me, like, I don't have like this, like core group of like other creators that I'm like super close with. I live in Pittsburgh. There's nobody here in Pittsburgh, really, you know, <laughs> I'm not in LA or anything. So I'm not fortunate like that, but I think hey, just, you're on a global platform where, I mean, that's I, well, the beautiful that's, thing. That that, that's what we call thing. digital hospitality. I mean, no matter where you are on earth, if you're on the platform, if you're engaging, if you're contributing, you can find the communities that, that will help you grow. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, it's been fun. Like as I'm doing things with all these different teams, um, you know, I'm not shy to like really get to know the social teams. Like, you know, yep. I, I've, I found that through all I've done over the past three years, the most valuable thing is the relationships of the people I've met along the way, because I found too, like this, the whole like creator economy and just social uh, media economy is so small, just like the, the restaurant world. It's such a small industry that like, you never know, like the person on the Kansas city chiefs now works for the, you know, LA Rams or whatever. And yeah. it's just like, if I build that strong relationship in the beginning um, and just kind of be my genuine self and, and provide value that you never know, like down the road. And I'm starting to see it now that like 
<clears throat> even in the beginning too, at, with the teams, uh, sorry to go back, but you know, I, I chose to do a lot of the stuff, the collaborations for free, yep. you know, I, you know, I, because I saw it more as a relationship builder, sure. uh, than just a quick cash grab. Um, <clears throat> and I've seen that now, you know, doing those things, that first video for free, now it's kind of coming back around and they've seen the value from that first video. Now they want to do something more and integrate, you know, a bigger campaign into their, to their team that now it's kind of paying off. So I think not being afraid to do those things for free too, uh, was super valuable for me. So I saw, um, a post when you, when you first had your, your son, congratulations on the new, new boy. I'm a, I'm a new dad myself. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old, I guess, I, I guess we're always new dads, right? Every day, is, every day is a new day of fatherhood. Um, but I, I did want to want to bring you back because it's something that, uh, you know, it's when it, when we look at success, when we look at 3 million uh, TikTok followers and all the brand deals and all the cool things that you're doing, um, sometimes it's easy to forget uh, the darkness, the, the, the tough times. Um, I, I never met my father. I was raised by my grandfather. Um, I saw your post on Father's Day. You, you never, you, you have, you have a, a strained relationship. Yeah. With your oh, yeah. Can you, yeah. Uh, can you, can you talk to me about fatherhood and, and what it means to be where you are and uh, what you're trying to instill in your son? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a huge part of my life. I mean, like I, you, like you said, my father was, uh, never really a part of my life at all. Um, and you know, for me becoming a dad was like a scary thing, you know, because I, I felt that I had this huge responsibility to, to be what I didn't have. Like, you know, a lot of dads that didn't have dads, you know, feel that same way. Um, so I felt that there was like a ton of pressure on me and even more so because when my wife got pregnant, I was working in the restaurant industry and I was, I've seen so many of my peers that, um, not because they wanted to, but they just, they weren't able to be around as much as they, as they wanted to because of the demands of the industry. Uh, and that weighed on me a lot. Um, and I was nervous for it, but you know, I got lucky with, you know, being able to find the creator world that I did because it's now allowed me, um, this opportunity to be a father in a way that I didn't expect. Um, that I had hoped for, obviously, like maybe not like being a creator, but I just, I had hoped to be able to be around for my son as much as I am. Um, but I didn't think it was possible because all I had known was, was restaurants. So it's been a, uh, a wild journey, but I, I'm super grateful for, for the opportunities I've had now, because I can be around whenever I want. If I want to take off a month, I can take off a month and I can be here for his birthdays and for holidays and things that I had never thought would be possible. You know, I'm used to working on Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and, you know, not being able to take off when I get sick or whatever. So I think now I'm able to be around more and, you know, like I said, just be the father that I never had. That's awesome. When you're thinking about what you're building for 2023 and the the places that you want to go, you uh, you say you're on a mission to make pasta wherever you can. Where do you want to make pasta? Oh man, uh, I I need to make an actual list because people ask me this all the time. Um, at this point, it's hard for me to say because I found that nothing is off limits, yeah. uh, which is crazy. You know, I've made pasta on. I forget what floor, the top of the Empire State Building. I've made pasta <laughs> on a cruise ship. Like I made pasta inside of a Walmart, like things that I just never thought possible. Um, and I, and you know, I think that, yeah, I mean, nothing is, is really impossible. I really want to make pasta in Disney World. They've turned me down once. Um, hopefully we can- <laughs> Disney World, if you're a, listening, Disney yeah, World, let's get Peter's yeah, pasta. Be, I'm not even Disney like, World. oh, I, I'm not going to say it, but 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd, like to do, I'd like to do Disney World. Um, and yeah, just I think I want to check off uh, every other stadium that I haven't been to yet. There's still quite a few I need to get to. Um, and these are national stadiums. Just, We're not even at international stadiums, right? Well, that's yeah, that's the thing. I, I've talked to a couple uh, soccer teams. There's a, actually a soccer team in uh, Ireland um that uh they followed me last year and they're like hey can you come do your like one of your videos here and i was like listen this one i'm gonna you need to cover the travel <laughs> I can't, yes I'm not gonna absolutely um and they weren't maybe, able maybe to ryan maybe ryan reynolds will get you out for his soccer club yeah 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 so there's still a lot of opportunity i think um traveling abroad um and, and doing things you know underneath the eiffel tower or whatever just all these things that uh, in the beginning, I didn't think were possible, but at this point now, like uh, I don't set limits to to where I can go or what I can do because I found that just putting myself out there and and believing in myself and trusting in you know who I am and what I do can has gotten me very far and can can only take me farther. So let's uh, let's break it down for somebody that's listening that's finally inspired to get on TikTok to start their account. If they own a restaurant, if they're a chef, if they're in the hospitality business, they're like, okay. Ryan's got me convinced. I, I want to start. I want to. I want to dip my toes into the creator economy. Can you dip your toes in? Where do you start? And uh, what's your advice? Um, I, I actually don't think you can really dip your toes in because, and, and I'll say it for this. I think that I've had this conversation with a lot of friends and friends with you know small businesses and brands that want to you know have a social media presence, and I help them and I do whatever I can to like help them succeed. But I can only do so much, right? Yeah. Um, and they'll post whatever they'll they won't see like a lot of views at first which is normal like whatever you, you just started an account but they'll go a week and then they'll call me or text me and be like hey I, yeah this isn't working i'm like you gave it a week you gave it a week like this is yeah. insane like you don't start working out and expect results in a week like correct you gotta give correct. it time so i tell everyone like get on post but give it time you need to really give it time because you know maybe after 30 days, 60 days, 100 days, you don't see anything, but maybe on day 101, that's the one that hits. So I think you really need to just like uh, invest in yourself and not be afraid of the numbers. Don't even look at the numbers. Um, just create content, whether it's really incredible, highly produced content or content with your phone that you're filming in your bedroom, whatever it is. I think just putting yourself out there and not being afraid of um, the response you're going to get, um, but just believing in yourself. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. I love it. So every uh, every week on Wednesday, Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time, we do a digital hospitality room on Clubhouse. Um, we've got an incredible community. If you guys are listening to the show, watching this show, please join us. Um, Ryan comes into our rooms. Um, he shares his knowledge. When his episode drops, we'll, we'll invite him in there to answer questions about TikTok and about pasta. Um, but we, we give a shout out. So this week's shout out goes to at Jesse Turner. Um, Jesse, he works for Lions wood banquet furniture so it doesn't matter what business you're in literally designing furniture for the hospitality business but he comes to the clubhouse room he shares his story he talks about social media trying to put out content inspire his team to put out more content um so jesse this uh this shout outs for you ryan i want to give you an opportunity this is for entrepreneur i know you you tend to work alone but you can't do anything alone so who do you want to shout out um give them some love on entrepreneur.com Oh, man, I, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of people. Um, man, that's a tough one. Uh, I can't just shout out one person. Okay, that's, go ahead. Give me just give me a couple. Top are of we mind. talking like people that have anybody, just, anybody, any, 
anybody. Oh man. I mean, I think my wife first offered dealing with, there you go. There you <laughs> you go. Know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was a big risk for her too, because, you know, we had just had a kid and, you know, I, I had to leave the industry. Um, so I think her, but I think just a lot of my friends, you know, um, that in the industry that supported me, um, you know, they don't have social presences, but they believe like my buddy, Pete, who was the owner of the restaurant that I was the pasta chef at, you know, he was allowing me to like, I mean, some owners are, you know, they don't support, you know, yeah. people that want to build their own brand. And he saw what I was doing um, and supported it, you know, I what, mean, I think what's that's, the name of his pasta shop? So it's called Ironborn Pizza. They do Detroit style pizza. And then he Ironborn me Pizza, kind of, sweet. Yeah, to do pasta. And, uh, you know, he's become a really good friend of mine over the years. And uh, like I said, just supported me uh, to build my brand. And, you know, like anybody, when I, I remember when I quit, when I, you know, gave my notice, I was like terrified because it's just, I always, I always hated quitting a job because I felt like I was letting someone down, but I just remember him being very supportive. He knew, I mean, he's like, he's like, I knew this was coming. He's like, I've been waiting for you to do this. So, um, I think having someone like that in my life that I knew, um, supported me and saw, saw what I saw, you know, that I saw that there was an opportunity I think was huge. Love that. Yeah. So if you're, if you're like Pete, I mean, this is something that is, is near and dear to my heart, no matter what, if you own a restaurant, you've got to support the people that are in your restaurant. You have no idea what kind of, what kind of talents they have. And all we need is a smartphone, literally all we need. So the more that, you know, a host, a bartender, a server, a chef, a pit master, you name it, inspire them, allow them, give them space, because guess what? Everybody needs social media. And the more that you inspire creators within your restaurant and in the hospitality business, the better off you're going to be. Um, I may give you an opportunity. Uh, what, what's your favorite, uh, favorite quote? Ooh, um, or something I, okay, you live one, by the yeah, mantra. One of my favorite, one of my favorite quotes um, is, so I actually grew up a, uh, a Philadelphia Eagles fan because um, I'm from out near Philly. Uh, and one of my still all-time favorite players was Brian Dawkins. Yep. Um, and he has a quote. Uh, this isn't, you know, to the word, but it's something along the lines of, um, they say if you work, never, if you, what is it? They say, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And he goes on to say, he's like, well, I don't buy that. He's like, if you love what you do, you're going to work all day, all night, every day, you know, just because it's like, if you do love what you do, like it is work. Like, I, awesome. and I believe that, you know, so. That's awesome. I love that. So if you guys want to reach out to me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. That's on Instagram. That's on TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, all the fun places. Ryan, where's the best place for people to follow you besides TikTok? Because everyone's homework assignment is to go follow Peter's Pasta. Um, I'm sure it's going to be over 3 million by the time this episode drops. And um, who knows? I mean, the sky's the limit, Peter. I mean, what, what, what what's going to happen, Ryan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're getting real, getting real close to three million, but I've also seen that like it all it takes is that one video to to catapult you a couple more hundred thousand. But uh, yeah. yeah, besides TikTok, I think Instagram. I have a lot of fun on Instagram um, cool. at Ryan Peters PGH. I like to you know post more like behind the scenes things of um, things that just wouldn't necessarily make sense for me on my TikTok channel, but uh, still have a lot of fun on there. All right, Ryan Peters Pasta. If this isn't the inspiration to start your TikTok account, I don't know what to do. I uh, bringing the best of the best into the game. Thank you for being here, Ryan. I uh, can't wait to see what you can't wait to see what stadium, international stadium, 
that you're going to be putting some pasta down. I'm sure you've got world cups in your future. I'm sure you have Olympic stadiums. I mean, it's, it's all going down. Yeah, no, I appreciate you for having me in the conversation. You got it. Thank you guys. And we'll catch you next week. And a special thank you to our title sponsor, Toast. Toast is the primary technology partner that we use at our restaurant, Cali Barbecue. It is also the primary technology partner that so many of the guests have shared with us on this show. People like Sam, the cooking guy, Stacy Poonkinney, Jeff Alexander. So many times the guests tell us that they're using Toast when we didn't even know that going into the interview. That is why we are so grateful that they sponsor this show. We want you to win. You that listen to this show, we want you to improve your digital hospitality. Toast is built for restaurants and it's built for you. Toast is the restaurant first platform that's built for your needs, whatever your size, concept, or ambitions. Improve your bottom line with a customizable platform that's easy to learn, use, and grow with. And it meets you where you are with all the right tools for your price point. If you have any questions about Toast, please DM me at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. I will get you the link to the right Toast contact in your market. It's so important that if you listen to this show, that you win. We want you to be on this show eventually. Let us know that you heard the show, you heard about Toast, you implemented Toast, you did a Toast unboxing in your restaurant. Talk to us about how you've impacted your village, your city, your community. Share your Toast story with us. DM me today to learn more. And be sure to check out Toast.